Hi, this is David. I bet you've heard the saying that food is medicine. But the thing is, we also want our food to be quick and tasty. Factor has the solution. Their delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. They deliver prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including Kato, Calorie Smart, Vegan and Veggie, and more. Plus, there's extra things to enjoy. They have over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons, like snacks and smoothies, that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. You'll be glad to hear that Factor is affordable. I've done the math. and Factor meals are less expensive than takeout. So what are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Head to factormeals.com slash living50 and use code living50 to get 50% off. That's code living50 at factormeals.com slash living50 to get 50% off. Thank you. Welcome to the Inspirational Living Podcast. Today's reading was edited and adapted from Foundation Stones to Happiness and Success by James Allen, published in 1913. It is wise to know what comes first and what to do first. To begin anything in the middle or at the end is to make a muddle of it. The athlete who begins by breaking the tape would not receive the prize. They must begin by facing the starter and towing the mark. And even then a good start is important if they are to win. The first things in a sound life, and therefore in a truly happy and successful life, are right principles. Without right principles to begin with, there will be wrong practices to follow with, and a bungled and wretched life to end with. The first principles in life are principles of conduct. To name them is easy, but few people have learned them. In this short talk I will deal with only five of these principles. These five are among the simplest of the root principles of life. They are those that come nearest to the everyday life of all, for they touch the artisan, the business person, the homemaker, the citizen, at every point. Not one of them can be dispensed with but at severe cost, but the individual who perfects their application will rise superior to many of the troubles and failures of life. The first of these principles is duty, a much hackneyed word I know, but it contains a rare jewel for those who will seek it by assiduous application. The principle of duty means strict adherence to one's own business, and just as strict non-interference in the business of others. The person who is continually instructing others how to manage their affairs is the one who most mismanages their own. Duty also means undivided attention to the matter at hand, 
intelligent concentration of the mind on the work to be done. It includes all that is meant by thoroughness, exactness, and efficiency. The details of duties differ with individuals, and as such, each person should know their own duty better than they know their neighbors. Honesty is the next principle. It means not cheating or overcharging another person. It involves the absence of all trickery, lying and deception, by word, look or gesture. It includes sincerity, the same what you mean, the meaning what you say. It scorns cringing policy and shining compliment. It builds up good reputations. Good reputations build up good business, just as bright joy accompanies a well-earned success. Economy is the third principle. The conservation of one's financial resources is merely the vestibule leading towards the more spacious chambers of true economy. It means the conserving of one's physical vitality and mental resources. It demands the conservation of energy by the avoidance of enervating self-indulgences and sensual habits. It holds for its followers strength, endurance, vigilance, and the capacity to achieve. It bestows great power on those who learn it well. Liberality follows the economy. It is not opposed to it. Only the person of economy can afford to be generous. The spendthrift, whether in money, vitality, or mental energy, wastes so much on their own selfish pleasures as to have none left to bestow upon others. The giving of money is the smallest part of liberality. There is also the giving of thoughts and deeds and sympathy, the bestowing of goodwill, the being generous toward opponents and the undeserving. It is a principle that begets a noble, far-reaching influence. It brings loving friends and staunch comrades, and is the foe of loneliness and despair. Self-control is the last of these five principles, yet the most important. Its neglect is the cause of vast misery, innumerable failures, and tens of thousands of financial, physical, and mental wrecks. Show me the business person who loses their temper with a customer over some trivial matter, and I will show you a person who, by that condition of mind, is doomed to failure. If all people practiced even the initial stages of self-control, anger, with its consuming and destroying fire, would be unknown. The lessons of patience, purity, gentleness, kindness, and steadfastness, which are contained in the principle of self-control, are slowly learned by most people. Yet until they are truly learned, your character and success are uncertain and insecure. These five principles are five practices, five avenues to achievement, and five sources of knowledge. 
It is an old saying and a good rule that practice makes perfect. And those who would make their own the wisdom which is inherent in these principles must not merely have them on their lips. They must be established in your heart. To know them and receive what they alone can bring, you must do them and give them out in your actions. Now, from the five foregoing right principles, when they are truly understood and practiced, will issue sound methods. Right principles are manifested in harmonious action, and method is to life what law is to the universe. If life is to be truly lived, method must enter into and regulate every detail of it as it enters and regulates every detail of the wondrous universe of which we form a part. One of the distinguishing differences between the wise and the foolish is that the wise person pays careful attention to the smallest things, while the foolish person slurs over them or neglects them altogether. Wisdom consists in maintaining things in their right relations in keeping all things, the smallest as well as the greatest, in their proper places and times. To violate order is to produce confusion and discord, and unhappiness is but another name for discord. The good business person knows that system is three parts of success, and that disorder means failure. The wise person knows that discipline Methodical living is three parts of happiness, and that looseness means misery. What is a fool but one who thinks carelessly, acts rashly, and lives loosely? What is a wise person but one who thinks carefully, acts calmly, and lives consistently? To achieve a life rendered sound, successful and sweet by the pursuance of sound methods. One must begin, not by neglect of the little everyday things, but by assiduous attention to them. Thus the hour of rising is important, and its regularity significant, as also are the timing of retiring to rest, and the number of hours given to sleep. Between the regularity and the irregularity of meals, and the care and carelessness with which they are eaten, is all the difference between a good and bad digestion, with all that that applies, and an irritable or comfortable frame of mind, with its train of good or bad consequences. For attaching to these meal times and meal ways, are matters of both physiological and psychological significance. The due division of hours for business and for play, not confusing the two, the orderly fitting in of all the details of one's business, times for solitude, for silent thought and for effective action, for eating and for abstinence. All these things must have their lawful place in the life of those whose daily goal is to live with a minimum degree of friction, who wishes to get the most usefulness, influence, and joy out of life. 
All this is but the beginning of that comprehensive method which embraces the whole life and being. When this smooth order and logical consistency is extended to words and actions, to thoughts and desires, then wisdom emerges from folly, and out of weakness comes power sublime. When a person so orders their mind as to produce a beautiful working harmony between all its parts, then they reach the highest wisdom, the highest efficiency, the highest happiness. But that is the end point, and you who would like to reach the end must begin at the beginning. You must systemize and render logical and smooth the smallest details of your life, proceeding step by step towards the finished accomplishment, knowing that each step will yield its own particular measure of strength and gladness. To sum up, Method produces that smoothness which goes with strength and efficiency. Discipline is method applied to the mind. It produces that calmness which goes with power and happiness. Method is working by rule. Discipline is living by rule. But working and living are not separate. They are but two aspects of character of life. Therefore be orderly in your work, be accurate in your speech, be logical in your thought. Between these and slovenliness, inaccuracy and confusion is the difference between success and failure, music and discord, happiness and misery. The adoption of sound methods of working, acting, Thinking, in a word of living, is the surest and safest foundation for sound health, sound success, and a sound peace of mind.